gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Cincy Brewcast. Hopefully you've listened to the show before, or maybe not. I guess if you're a new listener, that's okay too. We, we like new listeners, but uh, welcome to the show. We are uh, we're, we're coming at you on location at Darkness, um, time traveling for us because it's literally a week ago to the day uh, when we recorded this. So um, if we tell you timely things, that's why it's confusing. <laughs> This, this is darkness. Nothing's that timely. <laughs> Andy Foltz, welcome back to the show. Thanks again. <laughs> and then, of course, Eric, you are one of the most frequent guests on the show. I don't have your number of episodes. You don't have all my stats me. in front of I you. I can pull it up, but I'm really lazy. That's and okay. I'm really tired after today. It was yeah. a hell of a drive I, down I here. I think when we talked about it last time, he was seven or... That sounds about right. Seven yeah, or eight, seven somewhere or around eight, there. Somewhere in there. So, um, so definitely, you're, you're not quite gold as much of an attention though. whore as Reynolds. Oh yeah, but you're getting there. Oh, he's done more. He's oh done yeah, more. he's yeah he yeah. he passed everybody. He's oh. uh, he's right up there. <laughs> oh, you should you should just put him on the payroll. <laughs> oh, I did. I, I pay him double what I pay everybody else. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Zero. <laughs> Touche. Um, yeah. On that topic, if anybody wants to sponsor Cincy Brewcast, just send me a, an email, cincybrewcast at gmail and uh, we can talk about it. Um, I'm very. Uh, very uh, loose right now on what uh, my criteria are because we don't have a sponsor. <laughs> oh. So send an email, sponsor the show. There you go. Um, maybe I'll send you a sticker or something. Get Adina to do it. <laughs> I, that's a, actually if you're a listening, idea. Mike, there you go. <laughs> that's a good plug. <laughs> you better be listening. Um, so, Darkness, we haven't been here mm-hmm. since. Since we did the uh, fundraiser for Alexandria, yeah, well, that was like it's been two years, two, over two years, Jeez, I think. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a I'm a terrible podcaster. I don't I don't get no, anywhere. No, but we've been together. We, yeah. we did That's something true. and Alexandria's uh, or the last uh, big, big sis. sis. Yeah. yeah. And uh, at least personally we run into each other places. That's, dark yeah. dark <laughs> charge usually. <laughs> it's like half credit, I guess. Yeah. It's, yeah. It may not be on the show, but you know. And, and I haven't been down here in a week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so. we're getting, we're missing our Andy. Have you really yeah. not been down here for a week? Probably. Yeah. You live like a block right there. Oh, I live one block from this. That's brewery. ridiculous. For that all is- of us who do not have a brewery within walking distance, you are a disappointment. <laughs> I just, I just want you to know that. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Um, before we, before we, <laughs> before we dig into all of the disappointments in our life, we need to drink from the beer fridge. Um, I grabbed a Brute IPA because it's a style that, not that I don't like it, mm-hmm. I just don't really, I mean, I, not that I don't understand it, because I do, I understand what it is, and I get all that, but I feel like it's this weird, like, forced thing, like, it, it's not mm-hmm. happening naturally, it's like all these people that are making these Brute IPAs, you guys mm-hmm. included now, for some weird reason, like, it's just a, such a strange style to me, I don't, I guess I don't get it, I don't get it, so tell me, it's, let's, let's start on the surface, uh, what is it? So it's <clears throat> essentially that that would be. Uh, I guess we could just say it's a it's an IPA. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, dried out. Uh, essentially, a dry IPA. Hence the word it's like, the, like the anti New England thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Counterpoint to the sweet, juicy thing. You're going with uh, a, a dry, not sweet finish. Um, we use a little extra amylase in there. Um, essentially, what's naturally created. Amylase is a enzyme. That's naturally created in the mashing process uh, through the the way that we you know take our grain and put it in hot water. Long story short, uh, we're uh, unlocking these enzymes naturally occurring, um, but they don't 
they don't always uh, they don't they don't convert all the um, the more carbohydrates into sugar. I'm simplifying all that. Um, which yeah. is part speaking of, of Andy Reynolds, you know, he would be he yeah, would be here we are shitting a brick yeah. right now. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> he so, will be so, when he listens to this. So, so essentially, what we're trying to do is uh, so that, that's one of the reasons why we like beer is that if, all, if the enzymes turned everything into sugar and it all fermented out all the time, you wouldn't have those leftover the body, the mouthfeel, right. the, some of that the, the good the good side of sweetness. There's a, a reason that we're all beer drinkers and not yeah. vodka drinkers. Touche. Uh, now this. That we put a little extra in to try to convert those other um, uh, more complex carbohydrates into simple sugar so the yeast will consume it all and dry the beer out uh, past its normal final gravity. So, uh, and it, the name came from, you know, Brut Champagne, yep. which is, mm-hmm. you know, traditionally a little, friend, a, little, yeah. a little dry, a little... Uh, it's, the, it's the dry side. Um, yeah. uh, versus, like, dry is more sweet than Brut in the world of sparkling wine. Um, so that's, that's where the name comes from. It's just to, to, to remove all the residual sugar out of it. I think the confusion for me, and this is not an example of this, but I feel like there's a lot of places that are making these, and by the very nature of it, it's not as flavorful as other beers because mm-hmm. it does dry out so much. And that's, yeah. But then I see there are a lot of breweries just dumping a bunch of fruit in there to add flavor back, and that yep. doesn't make any it's sense confusing. to me. It's, and, and this is what I find the most confusing part of the Brute IPA, at least living in Cincinnati. Now, I can't speak for living in on the coast where maybe this style is more prevalent or maybe was invented. Uh, but here, um, it, it's almost like each of us breweries just kind of threw our hat in the ring at seeing what we could do with it. And there's not, short of drying the beer out part, there's no real rules. Right. Um, I've, um, I think... Uh, 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 labs was the first one that I had. Uh, they did it maybe sometime last year. Yeah, um, they, yeah, they did. They like did. A, a, it was all Holotel Blanc. So they stuck with a noble hop con- they concept. They did four so like New Year's, didn't they? Were, were they the first brewed IPA in Cincinnati? I, I doubt, <laughs> I'm, I'm I doubt not even it. going there. Oh. <laughs> How about them Broncos? <laughs> Already? Already. <laughs> no, I'm so just messing with you. I was going to say, yeah. just, just for the listeners, yeah. Out there, that is an inside joke. If Eric and I get down here and we get to talking and it's... Um, too inappropriate. Yeah, too much for the regular clientele, somebody will come up and say, how about them Broncos? Or, or <laughs> yeah. if we recognize it, we'll say it to each word. other. That's yep. our say, yeah, that's yep. our safety word that, hey, people are leaving because of your conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the... Uh, that was my first experience and I really liked that concept. But to that, uh, and I would tell Zach and Evan all this as well, to that point about like, I don't want to use the word flavored less, but less flavorful, it definitely was. It was yes. almost hard to call it an IPA based on our perception of an IPA today. Right. Um, I mean, I know that they put tons of hops in there and that, but you're dealing with noble hops. Or it's just not a, they're not as aggressive and, and flavor forward. Just in general, yeah. does, does adding hops to a beer make it an IPA? And I, I, I don't well, think it does. I mean, <laughs> no, but, I, you know, you could argue that a little bit both ways, it's, maybe. Uh, it, 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 the yeah. beer itself, like, I... I think that for me, this beer would be fun if you approached it kind of like like a table beer kind of thing, something mm-hmm. designed to be with dinner and things like that. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of food that this could, yep. could kind of boost along and, and yep. pull things out of this beer. Calling it an IPA to me is is crazy, mm-hmm. um, even more so than the the New Englands, which I don't think should be called IPAs. I think yeah. they should get their own kind of thing. Um, I mean, because I mean, you know, there's still plenty of people making West Coast and. The, what I would call the old type of East Coast and right. just good old-fashioned IPAs and 
they kind of are lost now. Well, like, and I feel like you're getting IPA tacked on to a lot of different styles now, mm-hmm. be it the a black IPA or uh, mm-hmm. you know a, a, a hoppy porter. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's yeah. there's there's so yeah. many styles. Like you know, get the, but like to that, like you get a New England, you get a West Coast, you get uh, a Brutes. Um, you're gonna, I mean, you're gonna get varying levels of bitterness. If you've cut your teeth on the New England thing now, and you're used to not bitter, just flavor. Uh, you go get a West Coast IPA, you're going to be really unhappy, in theory. Right. Um, or if you go the other way, you like the big bitter stuff, and you get a New England, you're, you're going to go, gonna why is this an IPA? Um, that's a good point. Like restructuring the name, maybe the style's getting too broad now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where, you know, what does it really mean? Right. So, um, Tell me more about this beer specifically. So, um, so this one we did, um, it's primarily just... Two row, uh, we put a little bit of wheat and Vienna in it just to try. We tried to keep the malt bill pretty simple. Uh, being our first attempt at it, this is why we call it the, our Explorer. It's, it's our kind of experimental line. Uh, and so then we uh, pretty much just all late edition hops, uh, mostly uh, there's a little Simcoe and then uh, Eldorado. Mm-hmm. And then the dry hop is all Eldorado, but we dry hopped like. Uh, Considerably, like you would for a New England, as far as the volume of hops that go in it, um, trying to do something different. Or I, I get a lot of that that melony yeah. kind of thing mm-hmm. for it, and it, it, yeah, it's good. It's, and uh, and it didn't. I mean, we're, again, experimenting wise, like it didn't dry out as much as I want it to. It's it's drier than your maybe your average um, IPA, but um, and that's that that comes back to just practice and the technique within the. Um, when to use the, the the enzyme and how to use it. Right. Uh, I actually got a lot of helpful information from the distillery this last time. Uh, I think next time we do it, we might use some of what they do. Um, so is then, there is there a side to making a beer like this that's just fun because there isn't a lot of information about how mm-hmm. to brew it and stuff, or is it more of the the the, 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 the marketing side of brute IPA that's also kind of fun that it's it's trendy, it's neat, it's new, it's well, for me, it was, uh, uh, one, I'd, I'd had a few and I liked them. So I was like, oh, well, maybe that's worth trying to play with. I definitely know the, the Clint in the back, the, the, our brewer, like he, he liked it because it was just something different. Right. Yeah, he, um, was, he was excited about it I mean, literally, yeah, texted me. Yeah, literally, I mean, do something different. You know, they make a lot of the same stuff over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, and then this one, too, with, with our setup, we did a little bit different. There, there's some temperature parameters you wanted to keep with. Uh, we used the enzyme in the mash, so we did um, kind of a reverse step mash on it, uh, where we went we went hot first, and then we cooled it off to add the enzyme in. And all right, um, that, uh, sorry, that's well out of my okay. understanding. I, awesome. I still struggle with decoction. Okay, yeah, this well, is still some way simpler than decoction. The, um, the main thing about decoction that you have to remember is only Reynolds does it. <laughs> that's it. Other than that, it's gone. <laughs> and Richard and Evan, yeah, occasionally, yeah. occasionally. They... So uh, no, that's um, so that was so there was like an it added about maybe an hour to the day. Uh, so there was there was multiple steps. It basically just complicated his normal schedule, uh, which you know when again I, I think that's part of what he liked about it is not not, not 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 overcomplicated where you can't right. do it, but like oh I'm doing something like not just new ingredients but doing different procedures. Right. Well, there, so, there is something about 
people that go into brewing, people that go into making beer. There's 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 different types of personalities that do it, and one of those big personality traits is the people that like the process, like yeah. the uh, not the, the the problems per se, but like yeah. the problem solving, the uh, experimentation, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. that 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 exploration of creation, I guess. Yeah. Is that- I, I would say it's like a cook that likes to play with ingredients. It's the exact same. Mm-hmm. And from what I know of both you and Clint, because of your backgrounds, mm-hmm. that's something that's very strong with both of you, that you like to come up with different flavor combinations. You know, he was all excited about your uh, next pepper beer. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Mayan th- thing. Yeah. Yeah. What is the next pepper beer? Oh, we're going to do, um, it's not really set in stone or time, but we're going to do, um, we do infusions a lot with stuff. We're going to do a Mayan sacrifice with, um, we're going to throw a ghost chili or a reaper in it, just mm-hmm. like one, just to, just to make it, take the same beer and make it spicy. Right. Um, uh, Ch- Clint's kind of a chili head. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, uh, it, there are chilies in the Mayan, but it, they're not, they're not hot on purpose. So we thought of making a, a hot version might be fun. Uh, and then we can just do like one keg and like if it doesn't work out it, it's just one keg if if it does really well we can always you know right. revamp that and right. make more uh, we've recently done that with um, uh, jalapenos in our common mm-hmm. uh, being sold across the river uh, it was sort of a we did it for our chili cook-off and yes. the distributor had some loved it um, excuse me we were looking at doing um some uh, some infusions of stuff to try to just boost some sales across the river, anyways. And um, so, so let's let's dive. I'm in sorry, a, no, no. Let's, I, let's, I know I just let's, totally made a right turn. Let's, let's, <laughs> but let's go down that path that's, too. Yeah. So that's uh, that's yeah. a can, new. Can we take since. a divergent parallel to that? Uh, sure. Oh, I like that. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the good. beer I'm drinking. Since yeah, we're still on, that was Bob's name. The beer fridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me about that beer. So that one, it, it, it's a collaboration. Fibonacci, it's Alexandria. It's each place, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, uh, let's see. I think Bob released his two Fridays ago. Um, uh, I'm, I don't. I haven't. Actually, I spoke to Andy today, but I, I'm assuming he's going to be releasing his soon. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it down um, there. Uh, we were kind of unofficially going to do it. We released one, and then two weeks later, Bob, and two weeks later, Andy. Um, I, uh, if you're listening, Bob, I'm still sorry. I haven't made it up there. Um, I, uh, this, this weekend got weird for me. Uh, but I, I've, I've, I wanted to get up there and try his. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, essentially, um, I'm going to see. I'm going to try to keep this story short. Uh, so, we, we got together and decided to make a beer uh, based on the Fibonacci sequence. Um, uh, Reynolds and I had talked about it a little bit. Um, I'm sure you're familiar. He's a big Tool fan, uh, doing some of the 46 and 2 beers. Uh, I'm, also, I'm also a big Tool fan. So I thought that it'd be fun to do something uh, kind of Tool-related. But then, so he had an idea of the Fibonacci thing, but wanted to include Bob. And um, so the three of us got together, and um, we came up with this. So it's Which, a, for the record, yeah. hats off to any brewery that has an idea like that that's like, you know what, this kind of fits in with this brewery that's also in town, and then including everybody together instead yeah. of just saying, screw everybody else, we're going to do yeah. our thing. Yeah. So just put that out there. All right. Collaboration so, is good. So we did a CDA, a Cascadian Dark Ale. Um, 
to those of you out there that is are that a black IPA back on is, our other topic? Uh, <laughs> it is similar to yes. Uh, I have my own personal opinions <laughs> on them, but uh, when I was out in the Pacific Northwest, they always seem to be a little higher in alcohol, eight percent plus, uh, a little heavier in body. I don't want to quite say an overhop stout or porter because I feel like that takes away from the concept of the style, but it's more so that than what I would I would say a black IPA should be. Gotcha. Um, and uh, but the the way we uh, approached the uh, Fibonacci sequence was. We did uh, one one recipe, one yeast, two hops, three brewers, uh, five malts, eight percent alcohol, and fifty five IBUs, um, all of which fall on that on that sequence. Uh, and um, we let's see, I think it's uh, some uh, pale malt, Maris Otter, uh, rye, sixty uh, L. So we put some crystal malt and then a little bit of um, I used midnight wheat. That's what we use for our, like our debittered black malt. So when I don't know exactly what Bob would have used for that, but I know Andy's going to use Black Prince. Um, so th- there will be differences in the beers. Uh, I also find it fun that Bob's size, I forget exactly if he's at a barrel or two barrels it's now. Barrel. It's still a barrel. Yeah. So he's at one barrel. We're at three barrels, and Reynolds is at five barrels. So even the way that we break up the recipe based on bags and stuff, it's going to mm-hmm. be slightly different. So the three beer, the three beers should taste different from each other, but should be similar. Right. Uh, and it's a Cascade and Chinook were the hops we chose. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, I, oh, that's I, right. One yeast. And if I didn't say yeast, it was one. Yeah, yeast. I think it's. I think okay. Said it. yeah. I've, I've repeated this so many times now. I can't remember. <laughs> I, I think it's a really cool idea. Again, I think it's really great that people are getting together and then you know finding ways to mm-hmm. to to collaborate, especially with kind of that spread between everybody you know you've got andy all the way down there you guys here in the middle fibonacci up there it's just it's it's nice to see places coming together and Mm -hmm. and collaborating which does not seem to happen nearly enough anymore love the style um that will probably be the next beer i drink after okay because um i love the style i think it's i think it's fun i i know it's not as in as it was at one time, and I went through a period there where it seemed like everybody was making them, and mm. there's not a lot around anymore. But uh, um, you guys do CDAs pretty routinely down here because yeah. it fits with your theme. And it does. Uh, this one, and uh, we've done uh, Orlando Cascadian. Yes. Uh, and then our Toast Nut is based Toast on yeah. a CDA. Mm-hmm. Um, we just it doesn't really drink like one because it's no. full of coconut, not hops. But you guys um, Andy does one down at Alexandria doesn't he I don't know <laughs> I, I could be wrong on this and uh, again I should probably pull up notes but that's all right. right we'll say yes but I can I can I, we'll, I can we'll tell you that, yes. that Bob does not make one frequently he did something <laughs> he did something like a hoppy porter or something like maybe around Christmas time I, I just I feel like I had one yeah. now. I'm, I'm gonna go with yes and if he hasn't then now he has to yeah well, I mean, if nothing else, this is—I know he's already brewed this, so it's—it's it's yeah. basically coming either way. <laughs> but there really aren't like a, a like I said, a ton of breweries right now making. I mean, no, obviously, Identity Crisis is um, here, and then not, and then here, and then not. Yeah. It's, it's it's out there, mm-hmm. um, and and Identity Crisis needs to get uh, mixed with the boysenberry, uh, the boysenberry beer they do. Oh, the boys uh, in the, the hood. The boys in the hood. Or yeah, the, because then you have it. it both complements each other. It's a really good mix, and then you have Boys in Crisis. <laughs> ah, kind of like the movie Boys in the Hood. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so let's <laughs> let's shift topics again. Um, so since we were here last time, you guys are now distributed in Ohio. Yes. Um, talk about that a little bit. You guys signed with Adina, uh-huh. who is the area's first local distributor in a very very long time. Okay. Craft only. I I, I love what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, talk a little bit about the decision to. So number one, go with a distributor. Get start sending your beer out, um, and then number two, why you chose them, and kind of. Well, I mean, there's a couple different ways to look at that. Like originally, when we were, uh, let's see, it was two two years ago, uh, we were wanting to get into beer fest, uh, mm-hmm. since we went our beer fest, and uh, we got essentially power nose from all the distributors across the river, uh, which doesn't really surprise me i mean they don't have to take us and we are super small there's not much money to be made by us from them um so to get temporary licensing you can work that but it's ridiculously expensive hundreds of dollars um so originally we were kind of looking for a distributor in ohio to be in the beer festival uh excuse me (coughs) of course i got that uh, allergy cough today um so uh, anyways, flash forward, uh, we, had had, we we met with the guys from Medina when they were still in application, uh, and it was, Kentucky is, we're with Heidelberg in Kentucky, it's a lot different structure than what's in Ohio, even though it's the same company, um, and it we're a, we're a really tiny, tiny fish in a big pond there, uh, but they do distribute us throughout the state of Kentucky, um, but their salespeople, I mean, for example, uh, you know, they have they have Rheingeist, they have PBR, they have Guinness, they have you know, shoots. Uh, so their 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 salespeople are trying to put money in their pocket. So they're selling. They're not just going to be selling darkness beer and to everybody. So to shine a little bit of a light yeah. on, so, and this is a whole show within itself, talking about the distribution game, but. Uh-huh. With some of those bigger breweries, there are bonuses that you get as a salesperson if you go into a bar and you get a tap handle that was not that beer and get that beer on, you get money from that brewery when we're talking to big breweries. So, or from your distributor as a oh, bonus. As sales. Uh, yes, I guess yeah. technically it probably yeah. comes from quote unquote the distributor well, could we call that trickle down Again, economics there is all, it's a whole show within <laughs> itself but um, that doesn't happen with smaller breweries no. For some reason, because if it was coming from the distributor, it would yeah. come. It would, yeah, 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 yeah. So, if you if you get where I'm going with this, people, <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's a dirty, dirty business. It's uh, so yeah. So, anyways, we were uh, we're essentially making too much beer is the best way to really describe it. Um, when we brought in employees in the back in the brewery, but um, when I went from doing all the work myself to bringing people in. All of a sudden, it was we need. We told them we'd give them this many hours. We need to give them that many hours, and the only way to do that, and we still haven't been able to increase to even forty hours a week yet. But uh, in order to do to keep the hours at where they were, grow them some, we needed to sell more beer, or which actually we mentioned we need to make more beer for them to work, which means we need to sell more beer, which you can only sell so much through the tap room within reason, and then so the rest went out the door. And Kentucky is. Uh, not known as a package state. I'm sorry, it is a package state. It's not known as a draft state. Um, mm-hmm. And we're, you know, we are slowly growing, but I would say compared to what we've done since just sep- last September in, o- in Ohio, I mean, uh, the market in, in Cincinnati is exponentially better for draft beer, which is what we sell. We don't have cans and bottles. 
Um, so um, what started with just trying to go to Beer Fest turned into an opportunity to try to, to actually sell some beer. And, um, and starting with a small, like, no name, I think it was us, uh, Wooden Cask, and Alexandria as a almost an asterisk sort of like when he could get stuff to him. Alexander, that, yeah. he didn't have any beer. That, well, but uh, I mean, he gave him some beer. When, when he had it, he could give right. it to him. He, yeah. he had that fourth one that was from further downstate. Oh, the one that got the, the yeah. scam beer, the oh, yeah. St. Yeah, yeah, Orloff yeah, the same, or whatever. Same, same, yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, so they started with that, and then so then all of a sudden, even though we're tiny here, we were a big fish in a little pond. Um, as far as, and I'm referencing the distributor as the pond. Uh, so they're, they're their salespeople, since they have less to sell and less incentive to sell, like the people from Heidelberg, nothing against you guys in Heidelberg. We love you. Uh, but uh, it just, <clears throat> they're going to put more work into selling our beer for us. We're at a position where it would be beneficial for us to bring on some kind of a salesperson to help with selling stuff into accounts. But <clears throat> it's not financially viable right now. Like, we're not selling enough beer and distribution to, to make a percentage they would even come close to paying anybody's bills. Uh, so then it would just be like an hourly thing, which then gets kind of weird with sales. And uh, so we're right now relying on our distributors, salespeople to sell our beer for us. Or relying so, on the drinkers around town. If you are yeah. a fan of what Darkness is doing and, man, I, I wish this was on here. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Freaking tell people. Like, yeah. like, be loud about it. Be like, hey, look, mm-hmm. just get us some Darkness beer on here. Get us a tap. And, yep. and like that is how things happen. And saying, you know. Adina, tell them Adina. Adina is their distributor. Yep. So that's Ohio, and you know, it, it does make a difference. And if you have people who are are a regulars at a place or a big enough group of people that are coming frequently, yeah, you can you can easily get a keg of beer on, and mm-hmm. which turns into a keg frequently, which turns into a tap. That's yep. just like that, that's how things happen. So well, we just had that at uh, <clears throat> Crestview Hills Pub in um, Crestview Hills, Northern Kentucky here. Uh, we just did a pub fest over there and maybe, I don't know, eight different breweries there. We were one of them, and the um, uh, the staff really liked our Mayan, for example. And so, uh, like, she approached, the manager approached me afterwards, and they want to bring the staff here to do, like, a tour, and um, which, I mean, I'm kind of <laughs> taking is they're probably going to be looking at buying some beer in. Right. Um, I love giving beer tours or brewery tours. I think it's super fun especially groups like that that want to be here and they want to have some fun. Uh, so, you know, like to your point, it's just sort of, I guess you would call that like organic growth. Uh, that's really where we're, where we've, where we've always wanted to be. Um, and like I say, with the distribution side of things, it it truly is trying to keep, keep people in work, uh, more so than it is about, uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm marketing stupid. Um, I mean, I know enough to not shoot myself in the face, but, I would never consider myself to be good at any of that. Yeah, uh, but Ron's yeah. Yeah. got some background in yeah. that. I mean, you guys have a good yin and yang when it comes yeah. to that sort of thing. Yeah, and then uh, and it just comes and then it just comes down to dividing our time up and like you know you only got so much time to do something when you're trying right. to do everything. So I'm, I'm well aware of that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> is there any discussion on moving into packaging more? Um, no. Um, Right now, so like this, the last I heard, now things could have changed, was uh, the mobile canning lines want a 30-barrel tank to fill, the minimum. And our biggest tank's 15 barrels. So, like, we're already half the size of their minimum. So mobile line, whether we could find one or not, you get into a lot of financial issues with that. Right. Um, 
it's just all economy of scale is what it comes back to. We're 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 so we're so small that everything we do is expensive. Right. Um, so now, if you want to talk about like like bomber bottles, um, I do want to I do want to move towards more releases. When you guys have done a couple, we yeah. have, mainly for anniversaries, anniversaries which yep. we'll talk about. Yep. Yeah. And, and then, then um, uh, but those are we're literally hand filling one at a time. Um, I've looked around. There's well, that's, some that's craft. Yeah, well, there's some there's some there's some stuff I can get out Just there that's it. you know not a you know fifty thousand dollars or something. We could fill like four bottles at a time, right? And and if we were to if we were to step up into something that line, we would we probably re, um, could uh, uh, release more. I don't know if we're looking to do them into liquor stores, like which would probably just be the party source, uh, or if we would just do them in house. Um, haven't actually put that much thought into it, but I do know that as we move forward. Uh, packaged bombers would be on possibly there more often, but and I imagine, if not now, it's happening to where equipment like that used is probably starting to pop up from places that are like you know what we we really don't want to do bombers I mean it is too much manual labor versus mm-hmm. just run it through a canning line and yeah yeah, um, yeah things pop up all the time and the just there you know there might be. 20 different types and not all of them are going to work for you right um and uh i mean i've gotten some lines uh, some guys at ethereal have turned me on to some some products that were realistically not that expensive i didn't feel for what they do um but we're just you know right now it's i mean the biggest question for some where the hell would we put it right. yeah um, i was gonna ask still, that actually we're still uh, these are very small units but still where are we going to put it um and we still have our biggest problem is cold storage. Uh, we need mm-hmm. to. We're in the works um, of trying to expand up onto the roof with like a cold box and that. Uh, uh, until we hit that point, like we can only put so many kegs in our walk-in, and that's it. You can't put right. any more in there, uh, which is limiting our sales, limiting our production basically. So we're uh, so like when we get into bottling and things like that, you know, we got to have place to put the cases as well. So. Um, yeah, we'll see how long it's going to take. Uh, um, we mentioned very briefly anniversaries. Mm-hmm. You guys have another one coming up. We do. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and what you guys are going to have going on? Well, it's... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's laughing because he knows that I'm underprepared. But I'm prepared, just I, underprepared. Yeah, we, we had that talk uh, while we were um, <coughs> waiting on no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's just that it's all of a sudden, it's, I mean, it's, it's Sorry, I, I had to come yeah. from the other side of the river. Yeah. It's, it's slow going. Yeah, that, that bridge sucks. <laughs> oh, you're breaking my bloody heart. Because I never do that. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, so basically, um, uh, it was just, you know, it's not March anymore. <laughs> the time's just flying by. Uh, but yeah, uh, I believe it's, um, without looking at my calendar, July, July 20th. 20th. It'll be, um, that's the, that also happens to be the 50th, uh, 50th, 50th yes. anniversary 50th of the anniversary landing on the moon. moon um, so we're going to, pro- we're going to focus on man on the move this year. Um, well, so we'll obviously have our base man on the move. We have one in a second use bourbon barrel, um, that, uh, is definitely, it's not, it's different. It's a solid beer. It's not as bourbon-y as maybe right. some of your stuff would be. Um, and then we'll do some variants on it, um, probably something with coffee, uh, maybe some chocolate. Uh, the fun idea, I forget who actually brought it up, but um, was uh, doing um, astronaut ice cream. 
uh, the little freeze dried ice cream. Right. Like put that, infuse that into a beer, into one of the Man on the Moose. So we're just going to try to have fun with um, with that tying together darkness and uh, you know. You guys, on, yeah. you guys do have kind of a space uh-huh. theme kind of mm-hmm. mixed in with the and, and the Man on the Moo. Yeah, the, yeah, and that Milk Stout, the Man on the Moo, is one of our flagships for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's a giant mural on the wall for it. Right. So, uh, so yeah, that's. Which, um, It'll be if, fun. If anybody's not been down here, the mural draws your attention. It's actually the doorway to the brewery, and it's an astronaut riding a cow in space <laughs> with a beer in one hand and a ray gun in the other. And there's some Star Wars stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, it just it makes total sense. There's a planet. Actually. There's a planet taking the milk straight from her udders and turning out beer somehow. Yeah, it's. Yeah. How about them Broncos? Yeah, <laughs> but we're we, we we let him take those doors home and uh, the artist and he brought them back and it was awesome. But we were like, "What did you, you guys have?" Some really that really awesome. Um, who did that one? Uh, would you say Brian? Yeah, Lally? Yeah, no, no. Oh, okay, I want to say his name was Chris. Uh, Ron set a lot of that up. I didn't know the guy okay. very well. You guys have a lot of really great artwork in the mm-hmm. tap room itself. That's mm-hmm. uh, I feel like there's other breweries that like art and talk about art a lot and then you walk in the tap room and it's still very not uh-huh. kind of that way and i'm not gonna call anybody out but i gotcha um you walk in here and it's it, it fits the theme mm-hmm. it's always it's a little dark in here mm-hmm. but in the right way yeah there yeah. is lots of that that space idea going but then there's also just this beautiful artwork it's it's awesome and yep. then, I, I love this tap room and then you've got the yeah it's it's absolutely one of my favorites this this is one of the reasons I live in Bellevue. And it's not because I wanted to be a block from darkness per se, but it was from coming down here so much and getting to know the city. Right. And just feeling the vibe and the people that are down here. And and I really fell in love with the whole city. The fact that I ended up so close was a happy coincidence. I was <laughs> just kind of looking to get down this way. Uh, but when you're talking about the art, I like the, the hallway there between your front room, like your event oh, yeah. room. Yeah, yeah. And because that changes every month, there's a different artist that hangs six, seven, eight pictures, however many they can get up in there. It's kind of become a little more rotating, rotating. versus structured that way. Yeah, but yeah. But I, I know I know people that have come down here and bought paintings, mm-hmm. either for themselves or for gifts. Oh, I mean, whatever. Like there's Billy's Kiss right above you, for example. Yeah. And yeah. and that's just to me that's a very cool thing to have that it's not. You know, just for the brewery, right. and it's something else that, you know, it, it's a different vibe than mm-hmm. what you get at most tap rooms. It's very community oriented, communal. How do you do that? And and I, maybe it's not like a like a guided, purposeful thing. Maybe it just happens. But how do you in a city like Cincinnati, where we've got sixty breweries, how do you create? some kind of a feeling some kind of especially beer beer I, 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 how do you create something that's different from what everybody else is doing how do you set yourself apart and how do you differentiate that's a hard question <laughs> but I, I you know yeah. is it like a is it purposeful is it like a really directed thing or does it just you just kind of try to ignore everything well, else and just kind of do your thing I don't, I don't want to say that we ignored everything and it just popped out because I don't think that gives us I don't give us give the credit to us i mean this was but i mean to say that we designed all this to the t and it came out how we planned that's not the truth at all i mean when ron and i started we were like we're gonna paint that wall that color because that's the color it was and it'll cost us less money to buy one thing (laughs) this wall we did change colors to an accent wall and then we went with this dark dark blue versus black 
Um, we, we lovingly call it darkness blue. Um, <laughs> uh, but those are the prim- two primary colors in the whole building. Um, the only reason this wall is white is because it was white. Um, so uh, a lot of it was by necessity. Um, and then from there, um, I'm not sure. Ron set a lot of that up more, way more than I did. But like, um, oh, who's, uh, Christian Dallas did the moon men on the wall. And um, I mean, he came in, and uh, I think we I think we did pay him for the the likeness because we use it on our printing and stuff. Right. But the original plan was that we just paid him for the logo up there, and then he was going to come every three or four months and paint over it and paint something different. But the the Moonmen became so like kind of iconic uh, that um, uh, that just that just never happened. Right. Uh, and then again, I, I I wish I could remember his name that did the move because that's yeah. awesome. It is. Um, and it, it very much draws your eye yeah. when when I bring people down here because anybody that comes around to see me that hasn't been here, I'm like, we're going to darkness. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, you guys are open. <laughs> but <Yeah>. um, <laughs> but that's one of the first things they say. They look at that that big mural on these doors and they yeah. go, "What the hell? That's well, cool. That's different." Yeah. Even things like like the bar top itself has become so iconic for like what people's memories of what this place is like yeah, it's yeah. just so distinct and so different from uh-huh. anything else i mean and i guess so like that's why i mean like that was by design mm-hmm. um uh the idea for like a mural on the doors that was never ever thought about at some point ron had that idea um i'm, I'm a fan of murals but like again like uh this we're, we're limited what we can do on the outside of the building with zoning in the city so we put them inside um like the darth vader on the wall um Greg, Which Greg who, did he that? He just left a little bit ago. Uh, yeah, he did all that. Um, the Blumpkin on the wall, the Ron. on the that was Ron, Ron. did it. Uh, there was an artist. I, I do not know their name. I don't know if I've met them. They did this this type of art. They're the two two dimensional high contrast. Right. Uh, they've done a lot of stuff for us and it's been pretty successful. So he had them um, draw that up and then he just projected and put it on the wall. That's how Ron did that. Mm-hmm. And then he, he did put his own touch to some of it. Yeah. It didn't translate the best on the walls from the drawing. And um, and then behind you, he built the – Ron did build the – that's the, actually the Blumpkin Throne that we f- first released for our Gotha Claus uh, event uh, at Christmas. This Christmas time. Uh, Damon puts on a black Santa Claus suit and plays Gotha Claus. <laughs> uh, and he had me dress up as um, – I looked more like Pimpa Claus, but yes, I, was called, I was called Yeti. <laughs> yes, um, you did. Uh, I was I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, that, was, that was a fun event. Yeah, I was pimping. What was I? I was pimping out L's for candy canes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we just yeah. So this year for our Blumpkin event uh, at the beginning of Halloween, we'll actually have the throne out this year. And I and if, if things stay to plan, we'll have a, a black pumpkin costume on somebody, <laughs> and you can get your pictures taken on the throne with the Blumpkin. Yeah, it ju- it just means black pumpkin people. That's all it means. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so as far as art, and then I guess like the guitars on the wall, and we do uh, we do a fairly successful uh, open mic on Thursdays. Uh, Ron, being a musician himself, helps you know it helps to have that. It kind of pushes it all. So right. I, all so, I'm yeah. gonna say is, two of the three people sitting at this table right now have been up there for open mic night. Oh, it's I'm weird. calling you out. So it's weird to me because I have yeah, like but these, I, I don't really remember mine. <laughs> I have these weird different, <laughs> and I hope no one remembers mine. I have these but. weird different sides to my life. So like, there's there's the side as 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 me, and then there's like this gnome side. And when the two kind of cross over, it weirds me out a little bit. 
So that that would weird me out being in so, a in a in a brewery playing music. So what what happened for mine was Ron is Ron is the ultimate. Ron's the other business partner for people that don't know down here. Uh, Ron Sanders. He's a pusher, right? Oh, okay. If Ron has an idea, the pusher man. He can't. <laughs> he he doesn't let it go. And he came to me months ago and he says, you know, you're a writer, right? You need to write a song. You know, I'm just learning guitar, right? I bought a guitar like a year and a half ago, and I'm just learning. So he, uh, you got to learn, you got to write a song. Now that you got, you know, you know some stuff. Man, I ain't writing a song. I'm not, I don't know anything about that. You know, you got to write a song. So he said, Ron, I'm not writing a fucking song. So I wrote a song. (laughs) So then I give it to him, and I said, here's the lyrics. You put the music to it, since you know that end, and I don't. And he goes, all right. And I came down one night for open mic, it just coincidentally. Because I live around the corner. And he goes, hey. Want to play that song? I'm playing your song. <laughs> and I said, no, 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 no. I'm not going up there. And he's like, yeah, you got to come up and sing it. And I said, well, I don't know the music to it. And I, I can't sing. I mean, you guys probably are <laughs> plugging your ears listening to the podcast Five right knows later you were up there singing. Yeah, exactly. No, he, he yeah. takes me in the front room and he goes, there's nobody else up there. And he's like, all right, I'm going to play the music. And, and here's your, you know, your, your lyrics and. Uh, yeah, and we're going to practice, and then we're going to go up there, and, and by God, we did. And, and it was the last song of the night because I didn't want that many people around. But, <laughs> but he did put me up there, and I, I will admit to him that it's it's kind of fun <laughs> to be up there and do that. And It's addicting is what it, it is. It is, and I, I can see why he gets excited about it. And uh, another night, um, Rick, his brother-in-law, uh-huh. uh, Rick, myself, and Ron just kind of – jammed together and he let me play his uh, his electric fender and I'd never played an electric guitar before in my life and was it that one no okay no the the good one okay the one that he just won oh oh yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. one no, we're and not was, worthy we're not worthy. yes <laughs> yes exactly yeah. and, and that's exactly how I felt because I thought that was like even I thought I sounded good on that and I, nah. don't, I don't think that very often so um, if anybody's into that open mic night I've been to a bunch of them, and this is a really awesome one. It really is. There's a lot of talent that comes down for this, and that does include Ron himself and mm-hmm. and the house band. Um, you know, when Jesse comes with the drums, it's even better. And there's almost Adam's almost always here telling some jokes. So, yeah, yeah they they do comedy too, and and most of the comedy is good too. It's not just the if you pay attention music. to it, it's actually funny. Yeah. <laughs> Adam does it in a different way. Yeah. He, he's very he's subtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the guys are kind of over the top. Adam's pretty subtle with it. So, um, and Adam plays shows around town for pay too. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of his like uh, his trial practice. Yeah, yeah, his his warm up session when he comes down for open mic night. But um, anyway, cool. So again, switching topics. Uh-huh. Sure. When you look at the community now versus the community when you guys opened um are there things that you look at now that make you worried about being in this business or do you feel better about it now than you did before does that make sense wait let's go back real quick just for a second we're talking about open mic night there's somebody right now signing up for open mic night on thursday (laughs) this is a monday (laughs) there you go so there you go um 
So when you say community, do you mean the brewing community or like specifically here in Bellevue? Just the people? No, either way. But I would I mean, go both. Just, yeah. The, here in Bellevue, like it's, uh, Bellevue's just been trending um, for years before we opened. Um, uh, you, could, you could you buy a house cheap, you could put a little bit of money into it, sell it for a lot more money. Um, and a lot of, um, young, I'm going to say younger people, <coughs> a lot of people are just starting families age. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'll do one of these. Yeah. Um, you want to yeah. do a divergent too? Yes, please. All right, I'm gonna go. All right, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's see. So, anyways, in Bellevue, we're so what we're seeing are 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 a little bit younger um, groups. Uh, that, you know, maybe just starting families, or maybe haven't even started a family yet. Um, moving into the city. So, with that, with that younger group of people coming in that, that aren't college kids or they're out of school right. got jobs uh, partially because we are like you know if you take out the bridge traffic it's faster to get to downtown than it is from here than it is probably from like north side right um so um so a lot of people i think they get jobs with png and moving into the area they might they, they looked at a lot of them have been in bellevue so i think from that standpoint not to mention that the city itself Politically speaking, has done nothing but embrace us. Right. Um, I, that one doesn't bother me. I only see it going up, uh, getting better. Uh, and then in the beer community, so um, to I, give people kind of a, yeah. a, a better picture of you guys as of right now, are the twenty eighth oldest brewery in town. Okay. Out of how many? That's out of sixty-one right now, oh, technically. All right, we're so, above half. I like so, that. But yeah. like. Isn't that kind of a crazy, like... Oh, yeah. It's, when you look at that picture, that doesn't... I feel like when we opened, give or take, I mean, like when we first met, even, at um, at Mike's place. Right. Um, you know, and, like, we were try- waiting to get open and trying to get open and trying to get open. And then we finally opened, and I think we opened with, give or take, around, like, Brink and... Um, Oh, it, I can sit here and think about it. it doesn't really matter. You guys um, were right around like uh, Municipal Nine yep, Giant. Yep, uh, yeah, Woodburn opened right after you guys. Yep. Street Side opened right after you guys. Brink was I mean, shortly after as well because the yeah. guys from Brink used to hang out here right when we Matry were first. Matry 2.0 opened. opened right about that time. Yeah. like there was just yeah. like it was. So it felt like all these breweries were opening in Cincinnati, and oh my god, it's like you know, is it too many? Is it too many? Well, we we were what twenty eight? You said twenty eight, right? So now. Yeah, yeah, at twenty eight, we were asking, "Is it too many?" Pe- the people, quote unquote. I'm using air quotes. You can't see me. Um, <laughs> the um, I think that I mean now that we're at sixty something, and I, I still personally believe there's plenty of room for breweries in the Cincinnati metro area, uh, the West Side in particular, for for smaller places, more like what we cater to. Um, Southern Butler County. Yeah. If anybody's listening, Southern yeah. Butler County needs more breweries. Okay. I don't really that's remember. selfish because that's okay. where I live. Oh, that's the one just north. Okay, I know Claire. I know Claremont and ha- Hamilton. I, that's Butler up there. Butler's too far for uh, you to even know where it is. Yes, <laughs> Lord. Uh, I don't have a good. Ex- I don't. I don't have a good excuse. Right I don't have a good excuse. I technically too. From where Sorry. We're yeah, but uh, ask somebody in Butler County where Burlington is, and they're not going to know. That's true. I mean, that's very true. It's true. But or, would, or Bellevue for that matter. Yeah, I actually. Yeah, but like, 
Covington, they would know. All I got to do is say, do you know where the party source is? And 99% of the time, (laughs) yeah. I go, we're just three blocks past the party source on the same side of the road. I like to confuse them even more and say, it's across from Mount Adams. And then people stop and think, which side of the city is that on? (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah, we are kind of, if you went straight across the river, That's you'd right. run right into it. Beautiful yeah. view. For, for the record, the, the majority yeah. of the party source is in Bellevue. Yes. For yep. the record, the majority. The liquor store, yeah. Oh, yeah, all oh, the liquor. Yeah. Well, I can't guess. Actually, no, the technically little, not the The little liquor, whiskey bar is yeah. not. Yeah. Or no, no, all the liquor's over there now, right? Yeah, so well, like yeah. Where, you walk, where you walk into the new extension and you cross line into Newport, from what I understand, all the taxes stay in Bellevue from package. And then the uh, brewery and the distillery taxes go to Newport, so that was sort of their compromise. That's, and that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Would have loved to just but sit you there learn, and hear that like negotiation. You, and you, and yeah. the, no, well, <laughs> I've been fascinating though. Just no. to listen to. You, you literally have the city city line going through the middle of your business. Right, like, how, that, right there off the bat is like head scratchingly confusing. And yeah. Anything involving the Newport City Council or City Commission, whichever one they are is a three-hour conversation. You would not want to listen to that, I can assure you. And it probably cost you 500 bucks to talk to them. <laughs> when we were looking at breweries, we looked at Newport, and you had yeah. to go before the council to get permission, and it was like 500 bucks to pay for to get it to get that kind of approval or not approval. Um, I think Covington was very similar in all fairness, not to just throw Newport under the bus completely, but uh, Bellevue, that. Not, that was not the case in Bellevue. Yeah. I hold, on, hold on to that glass. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, all right, I've, um, got, I've got something in the bag, too. So, so anyway, so just to get, like with the brewing community part, um, like I, I don't, we are, as far as I know, we don't have any enemies in the brewing community. Um, meaning like I don't, again, it's really hard being in my position. I mean, if people are talking shit behind my back, obviously I'm not going to know about it. But then again, We've got a lot of people out there that might tell me, um, but we we pretty much stay friends with everybody we can um, here locally, like Wooden Cask, Alexandria, Braxton, Birkus. Uh, you know, we're we're actually we're, I would say quite friendly. I mean, we share grain all the time if we're out of stuff. Um, hang out at each other's places. Uh, you know, we've with a few exceptions, we've all done collabs on some level together. Do you, do you think the size helps at all? Do you think that if like I mean, and I, I don't know. I've never sat there and talked to like Braxton, Mad Tree, Ryan Geist together and say, you know, hey, you guys really cool with each other? Or do you wish that this person wasn't here? Or this person wasn't here? Do you think it helps being smaller and like non-threatening? Yeah, non-threatening. People don't. I do think that helps some. Um, personally, I like to think the way that I, the reason that I like. So here's just an example. I like Braxton um, because of the people that I've met at Braxton. Right, and I, I'm I kind of liken that to the same way versus back to us, like that I don't think of myself as an asshole or a dickhead, at least until you really get to know me, um, and so, <laughs> and of course I can talk to a wall, so there's I think there's a certain <laughs> level there of, um, and then you know the guys the guys working in the brewery the guy th- those aren't those aren't those businesses quote unquote um, those are the guys just going to work every day making good beer. Um, and then we all have that in common. And especially the employees there, they might look at us and go, wow, that, that could be us someday. Because it really was just Ron mm-hmm. and I with basically love, luck, and some sweat that just made this place happen. A lot happen. of sweat. Um, a lot of sweat. And so, uh, 
I think that there's something to be said about that, that maybe we, you know, versus that we had a million dollars from a rich uncle and then we just opened the place and here we are. I, so, and, and I will vouch for that as a Northern Kentucky resident, how many times that I've seen Eric in particular at Braxton, at Wooden Cask, at Alexandria, mm-hmm. uh, when Birkus first. Yeah, we just said I've seen him at more, right. more at other places. Exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, and this is just like random days that I pop in there and he's like, hey, what are you doing here? Like, yeah, on my way home. And uh, Ron, I don't know if you were part of that trip when Birkus uh, had their first beers that they released. It was some festival. They had their buildings weren't open, anything like the, that. The parking lot festival. Yeah, and <laughs> no, uh, I did no. Ron, went, Ron, I did not. Well, go to that right. One. Yeah. Ron and Jesse and I yeah. went down. Um, Jesse works here as well, and uh, you know, it's just it's all about supporting the community. There were guys from Birkus that were just here. Oh, yeah. I, I've yeah. definitely, obviously, Reynolds and I have come down here a few times. Randy comes over from Wooden Cask every now and again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the last, not eh, about a month ago, ran into a bunch of guys from Braxton down here. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder if Northern Kentucky's a little tighter because it's a little smaller. Like, Northern yeah. Kentucky still kind of has, even though it's part of the bigger community, mm-hmm. still kind of has its own identity. Yep. And there's... What five, six, six, six? I'm yeah. counting mash. I'll count mash call. I love those yeah. guys, yeah. and I've seen them down. I held Tony yeah, was down yeah, here yeah, not yeah. that long ago. Yeah. I don't get to see them as much as I wish I did. Or no, John was down here. Tony was. There, there was seems to be some parts of town too where you have like a bigger concentration of people that work at breweries that live there. Uh-huh. And so, like I, I know that almost any given night you can walk into Nine Giants or probably soon Higher Grain. You can you can, you can mm-hmm. walk in there and there's going to be somebody from a local brewery sitting yeah. there because yeah. they want to leave work and grab a beer. They don't want to necessarily go sit in the tap room and get bothered. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They yeah. want to go to a tap room and they want to well, sit down and have a beer. It's And as somebody that's worked in, in a couple of these places, it's like anything else. It's still your job and at the end of the day, I might want a beer, but I don't want to be at work anymore. Right. You yeah. know? And it just it changes your mindset. Yep. I know that's why you used to come down to Eight Baller Labs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still, I well, one thing that's weird about that is me personally, and I, I'm wondering if it's all of us. But uh, as I'm getting busier, and time goes on, uh, and honestly, what's weird is I, I don't really know if I'm busier than I used to be. I just feel like um, maybe what I have to do takes longer, but um, or maybe there's more driving involved, so therefore less drinking. Uh, but mm-hmm. I just don't. I, I went to labs last week, and I don't think I've been there for. I got telling Zach, I was like, I don't think I've seen you in like a month and a half, two months. And I used to go almost once a week. Yeah. Um, a lot of that was once once we started with the employees. One of my, I'm a firm believer, and I try to remember that. I try to remember how it was to be an employee, and um, no matter what, how good of a job you do, and how good of a relationship you have with your boss, if your boss is standing there looking at you and not doing something it, it makes you you're like go away like right. I, got, mm-hmm. I got this i got this right and I, and I got full trust in the guys in the back so that was that was actually me just trying to get the hell out of here um and go do something else to stay away from them mm-hmm. um and that just it, now now i just have other things to do uh in that time so i actually don't find myself out as much as i used to be but um, I still try to get out. Anytime there's a new one, my wife and I try to get to all the new breweries. They all happen to be opening up on your neck of the woods, up on the north side of town. So 
it's well, a little bit more of a challenge for Silver, us to get up there. Yeah. It's all relative. Yeah. <laughs> Silverton will be next. Silverton will probably be so, several days after this show launches. Uh, I, according to what they're saying, yes. Yeah. So what's which one? Is that the name of the brewery? Uh, the higher Grain. Oh, Higher Grain. High Grain. High Grain. High Grain. Yeah. High grain. Yeah. High grain. I thought Sorry, that they, they not open yet? They're not open yet. They're oh, yet. okay. Okay. They were on the bike tour thing, I thought. And so I assumed that... The brew, the whatever brewvolution. I don't know if you keep up on that. It's no, I mean, I, I, I'm familiar with it, but I, okay. Well, uh, I could I could have sworn that I saw that uh, higher green was on. possible, and they, I was like, well, they could have just stopped by just as a tour. Maybe they got some homebrew in the back. I don't know, but uh, uh, anyways, <laughs> I'm excited. That's the one. It's um, in the old municipal building up there, but it's not. It's inside the loop, right? Inside the 275? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's about a... I kept thinking it was further up. No. It's depending it's on traffic, you can get there in like 20 minutes from here. Depending on traffic. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah about yeah. 15 on a good time of day, honestly. It's just... It's a mile past uh, Nine Giant. Oh, okay. okay. So, we go up there quite a bit now. Yeah. Chris is working there. Yeah, so, right. And they're open for lunch now um, every day. Yes. Every day? Uh, maybe not Mondays are closed, but yeah, yeah. Like they're open every day cool. for lunch now. Uh, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and Higher Grain's going to have the food too. So oh, they are. Yeah, okay. I've heard yeah. a lot of like hype about them, like good good hype. And I was I was yeah. that's where we were last week. Last week, um, it, I was pretty blown away by what they're doing there. I, All right, I, cool. The, the space is is really big, way bigger mm-hmm. than I thought it was going to be. Uh, it's pretty. Um, They've done a nice job with the interior of that building. Uh, it's kind of got this like new Art Deco looking type fixtures and everything. Oh, okay. And they separated the rooms that you've got a definitive. This is a tap room, and then something on the other side. This kind of dining, dining or room. private private party room. Uh, or big private party, party room. room will be downstairs, and it'll be nice. Oh, okay. In uh, the wow. lower, lower level. level. <laughs> the lower level. I got in trouble and, for coming uh, to the basement. And <laughs> and the chef they hired is is absolutely amazing. They got Lee that used to do the Moorline beer dinners. Oh, I I don't know him personally, but I've heard really yeah, good things. His, he's, yeah, he's he's got an amazing palate. Cool. So I'm awesome. really I'm super excited for all of it. Okay. But so bigger picture, kind of looking at what's happening in Cincinnati. Uh, if you were in the same place you were when you had this idea, would you still go down the same pathway that you have, or would you do? I mean, things essentially, differently, like, would I do it again? Would you all do over it again? again? Um, I mean, my, right off the, right off the cost, I'd say 100% I do exactly the same. Um, would this look the same way as it does? Would it? I'm going to say yeah. I mean, um, it's, it's hard wait, not to, I guess. Wait. I guess it's a... Where's, well, y- so, where's Yoda? Uh, oh, he might have been put away. What? Well, we had to keep the dust off of him, you know. <sighs> Knock the dust off that ass. <laughs> He's old, 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 whatever. <laughs> it's a lot of is. dust. That's yeah. not going to make any sense yeah. to anybody that's listening yeah. to this. <laughs> we usually we used to keep up, up above our bathroom on a shelf the cardboard cutouts we would use for our Star Wars event on May the fourth every year. Uh, we used to keep some of those up there. Yes. Um, and I so we've recently one of our bartenders has come in a lot here recently and helping us get things like more organized, put away, cleaned up, etc. Uh, and I, I'm thinking that he probably put those away. Uh, Tim's just sitting over there. We can ask him if we want. So there's uh, goth claws right now. Yeah, there's a goth claws outside of his uh, uniform. Um, so, anyways, that's why you mentioned Yoda. So yeah, it's normally sitting right above now, the Darth Vader. Unfortunately, I've been completely distracted and I have no idea what we're talking about. 
before <laughs> the, that. The bigger picture of no, he said what it looked the, the same. In Cincinnati, would you yeah. do this again? Yes, would I do it again? Yeah, and it would. Um, so I, I think that yes, we would. Um, obviously, if we knew then what we know now, um, there would have been a lot more strife because we couldn't afford what we what I wanted. Uh, basically, like the the a lot of what we've upgraded, you know, we've reinvested at least two or three times. Uh, basically replacing all the stuff in the brew house and becoming what I call like a big boy brewery. Um, but when I started, my my knowledge of commercial brewing was, by compared to now, was like nothing at all. Right. And fortunate, like people like Mitch from Eight Ball helped me out tremendously. Um, which is little. He he probably thinks that was the stupidest little bit of information he ever gave anybody. But <laughs> it was it was like giants, um, Jesus like you know. Uh, information. Mitch is um, funny to me because I can never really get like a a good like read on how if he knows how 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 brilliant he is. Like he no. always just seems very laid back about yeah, it. No like, it's, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, just, when just make beer. <laughs> well, no, when when eight ball closed, um, the conversation I had with him, he he had no clue what what kind of quality brewer he was and what kind of an impact he had had on mm-hmm. the brewing community in the city. And, um, and that actually, I, I was not happy about that because he was one of my favorites and not, not just because of the beers. I, I like talking to Mitch too, because he is so laid back. Well, you should have come to the sour community show. <laughs> Let me guess. He was again, there again. Nobody can see that mean look you're giving me because yeah. it's uh, sound. Yeah. You can, and that's all that matters. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, that was. Remember when you had to jump me, <laughs> jump my car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had to get it fixed the day of the sour show. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, yeah, you yeah. get a new alternator, man. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. I guess. Should, yeah, it was shit timing. He's going back and forth between problems. <laughs> so, so going back, going back I'm to going the, to get another yeah, beer. Going Fuck back to you the guys. Thing, yeah. going back yeah. to the yeah. thing we were talking about, yeah. the, the bigger kind of picture of, yeah, so of craft beer. Yeah, so and then so it's basically to finish that. If as far as way it would look, um, I, I think it would look quite similar. Um, Ron and I, Ron has taught me a lot about working with people. Um, as in my life, I. I didn't think it. I didn't really think that much about it, but until we started both, like we were both chiefs in the same room making decisions about what color to paint the walls, like all everything. Um, I, I I had to learn that I maybe not. I wasn't the most willing to compromise. Sounds exactly like my marriage. Um, uh, this is this is one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. There, there are there's a similarity, a very big similarity. There really are. Um, whatever whatever shower curtain you think and, is best, you know, honey, and, I know that's and, the best idea. And, you know, Ron got really upset with me because I was behaving like a butthead um just i mean i'm an only child i don't like to think that i'm spoiled quote unquote but maybe i am a little bit um and so uh so um yeah got the tool oh i got the knife yeah yeah do you think we'll start with that yeah all right do you think that yeah. places I'm but gonna, i'm, I'm sorry I'm, oh, you're fine keep talking um, well basically the so the way it looked really did come from true compromise of of, uh, you know, I'm like, well, let's just paint the wall black and then white. Like, let's go that route. Well, right. Ron, Ron's background in real estate and staging, houses, painting, etc. 
Um, I, and I'm really happy we did it this way. With now the one, the cream on the building was already there, but the cream and navy or midnight blue versus white and black, darkness like, blue. Yeah, darkness blue. Excuse me. Yeah, uh, it, it still gives the same concept, but it, it gives it a little bit more character. Um, all the murals on the wall, like I was mentioning, were, were after the fact. That kind of came organically later on. Um, like when we first opened, the there really wasn't anything on the walls. Um, the bar was from the beginning. We were going to have my friend uh, Matt do the bar top with it's all made out of that old uh, lath from the plaster and lath. Right. Um, and then the the walk in was the, the 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 chalkboard paint concept and ev- absolutely everything else has just evolved as we've moved on. Um, so I, I think it will probably look exactly the same. The biggest thing for me would be in the back in the brewery. Like if I knew now what I then. It would have been very difficult for me to be okay with just buying a bunch of used plastic fermenters, making up a bunch of like, you know, half-assed ghetto shit here and there, um, you know, to get through. So it was brilliant in its way because it it worked and it was very true to the home brewing roots. And I believe that some of my ignorance is what helped make that thrive. I think that sometimes you get if you once you know too much, sometimes you know that that's the wrong way to do it. That you you break you can't break out of that in your head. So kind of going from that, yeah. do you think it affects the places that are opening today, or you know the proverbial today the the, the 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 places that are getting ready to open, the places that have opened? Does seeing sixty some odd breweries in a city doing things this way does it change what happens now? Um. Can, can a place like this, I mean, not not can, does a place like this ever happen again because of... Well, the, the hope is that places, I mean, so the um, from the existential standpoint, does a place like this happen again? I hope it happens in every neighborhood in Cincinnati. Here, here. Um, I, and I, but does I don't, it happen I don't, the same the same no. way? Does it, it happen should that be, it same should be, kind of? Well, no, it, it should have um, that. It should have those people's personality. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Is it? It should be you know unique to the individuals. Um, like when we started, as unorganized and as you know maybe like a business stupid as we might be, you know, to say just to say that we we did have a we had an actual mission statement. We had a business plan. We had, I mean. Would it have cut mustard in my business classes? No. But, you know, I, I learned enough in school to be, you know, so our mission statement, like what, why do we want to be here as a business? Right. Um, not just the, the, you know, we did we did decide that it was a good idea, or we thought it was, to be a little more niche with the darker beer styles and doing some but weird stuff. Even, but, even on like a, yeah. a, a different level, like so you can, you can be really passionate about what you're doing and really that same mindset and open up Madtree 2.0. Yeah. You yep. can do that and open up Rheingeist. Uh-huh. You can do it and open up Darkness or Dogberry or one mm-hmm. of these places that kind of grows and changes as they like do places and, and, and well to that like our, so our, our mission statement basically was we wanted to be a bar, we wanted to be a brewery that people walk to more than they drove to. Right. It's like a simple way of saying that. Um, so essentially um we want the we want our our core customers, our city, our neighborhood. We want them to kind of direct what we become. Um, so now we still have you know like when it comes to beer, you know like they, I, I listen to what people say, but we're also I'm also trying to make something different like a lot. 
Um, but you know, it, if if it came down to it, I, it just hasn't worked out. But so I see let you guys. Them, let them even tell us what we make next. Even you guys are yeah. very similar size. Royal peasant. Oh well, okay. Size wise and tap room size wise and all that very similar to Brink. Uh-huh. T- yeah. Time frame wise, yep. opened about the same time and since then, yep. but very different. Yep. And very businesses. good, and we're actually quite good but friends. Very, yeah. but very different kind of ways that it's evolved and changed, and and, and but I, different neighborhoods. I was just going to say they both that. make sense. Yeah, but I I could see this existing in in College Hill. Okay, I could see this existing in a lot of neighborhoods that people aren't thinking just, about things like this. This is this brink. You but I mean, this. also it's, Brink, it's the Brink and I, even model. though, if so, we both have really successful milk stouts, and they've, yeah. they've, they've, we want to enter in the GABF this year. Finally, um, I'm a slacker, I know that, um, but like you know, they've won a lot of nice awards for stuff. But they, you know, they're they have a great milk stout. We have a great milk stout. Right. Um, outside of that, we don't really share a lot of styles of beer. Like they definitely do more IPA forward things. When we did our most recent collab, for example, we did that black milkshake IPA with them, which was amazing. Um, I'm, I'm talking more but, about yeah. like the way the, the, the brewery evolves, yeah. like the, the like the, the the way the brewery itself changes over time and, and grows okay. into who they become. Well, like I there's think, I think there's this, a, a, there's more of an evolution here than there yeah. is Brink. Brink so, is, and I'm not a hundred very similar to what Brink was the day they opened. And I'm not sure how Brink is structured, and I, I don't really want to speak too far. Without assuming, but like for example, like we, we so we have no investors and no bank loans. It's Ron and I. Everything is one hundred percent owned. Mm-hmm. We are, a, our debt. Our debt is like our monthly credit card bill that we pay off every month. But um, how many places are opening like that no, now? I don't think. And that's that's. Few. I guess that's my question. And so like, things Brink, like that. I don't know if Brink is leveraged. They, they probably are somewhere to a bank or to an investor, and uh, that just that changes that changes the way you do business. If you have to meet not just your standard overhead, but also be paying, I mean, if it's investors, it can get even crazier because then they expect certain returns. Right. Um, but like that, that just you, it, you get focused a little more maybe on sales. Um, not that we don't care about money at all, but uh, uh, and I'm not trying to say that Brink that they're well, selling is, out. And but, this isn't even about but that Brink could, but that could, but, but that could be some of the evolution stuff, like the. The way that so so Ron and I have made plenty of decisions that we have no idea if they're good ideas or bad ideas. Um, Ron is a one. So my background being in the bar business, I have, I'm I'm not the best I best one for new ideas because I'm I'm just the old fogey that's like that ain't gonna work. That, <laughs> no, that's not gonna work. That's not gonna work. Ron has done um, the paint and pint thing where they'll we'll have mm-hmm. some artists come in the front room and you get a little um, a little canvas. And they go over and like recently the ones have been like paint your pet. Uh, they help you paint your stuff. My pet would hate that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, don't even have I, a I pet. mean, one of Just my first kid, thoughts on that was like, you know, I told Ron, I was like, well, I think anything's worth trying, but I don't see that working out that well. But we can give mm. it a shot. Sells out every time. Yep. Sells out every time. Cupcake pairings. That's one. Cupcake Ron, pairings. Excellent. That's one that Ron and I have never in a million years would have guessed. It's Saturday at eleven o'clock in the morning, and it's full. We sold out fifty something tickets, and then we had to add another one the next week because there was that many people that wanted another one. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Like there's all kinds of things we'll do here that are outside the box, uh, 100% to Ron, uh, and I think that comes from his background not being in this type of business. Right. That he just he, he's not he's not restricted by those 
15, 20 years of being jaded and seeing well, things not work. And, and, but so do yeah. you do you think that we're going to get more and more people that are that have something in their head already when they come into this, when they open a brewery or open, you know, whether it's somebody that worked at at, at at Rheingeist for mm-hmm. you know ten years, they yeah. were they were you know shift brewer at Rheingeist, and they said, you know what, I can do this, and they got yeah. the money together and they opened their their neighborhood the, brewery in their neck of the woods. The, the best think, the best thing they could do is find somebody like Ron who is outside the industry and outside the box. Well, and that's something. But that do you think that's going to happen? I don't know. I, I, <laughs> Why not? I have a problem answering that only because I don't want to just say something and be like blanketing, make a blanket statement because I think it's individualized. And so my my gut says probably not, but that also I I see what I'm seeing a lot of is money is driving some. Yes. Some I of the I new breweries. Even, even the places that I do. So like when, I, yeah. I'm excited about a lot of the places that are opening. And, and yeah. you know, if we look at the list I and mean, you look at some of the places, hang on, I'm scrolling here. You know, you've got High Green and Deadlow and, uh, and Big Ash. We can talk about them. That's a, it's a little bit out of the box. But, um, yes, Big Ash is a little um, different. Esoteric and Cartridge. Like, they're very different than the the darknesses or the dogberries or the fibonaccis even you know uh, these pla- these places that just kind of well, and trying it and then watching how it develops fib. and watching how it grows and watching how it becomes what it is going to be but fib is a good parallel here <laughs> not a divergent one this yeah. time <laughs> because they're doing their own thing in their own way in their community and they're owning it and darkness is doing their own thing in their own community and they're owning it and my favorite author is paulo coelho wrote The Alchemist and a whole bunch of other books, right? And one of the things he wrote was, if something happens once, it'll never happen again. If something happens twice, it will continue to happen. Oh. So if I, ju- if I can just give you two examples there of a brewery that's doing it their own way, like what you guys are doing, like what Bob and Betty are doing, if two of them can do it, I don't see why 20 more can't do it and just own your neighborhood. So I would I would go with the side of yes, it can happen and as a consumer I say that's the side that should happen. I I agree with that 100%. I just but you're saying is it going to happen? Yeah, I am still going with I, think yes. it, I, I really st- do I th- think it depends on I, I'm going with yes. I hear all these voices all yeah. the time saying craft beer, you know, it's they, it's they make medication for that. We're done. Now. There's a bubble. It's bursting. And you hear all of these people saying that. And if I'm a if I'm a person that's dumping a bunch of my money into starting a business, how can you not hear that? And how can you not be like, all right, well, I can't do it this way because that's too risky. That's too dangerous. That's too. It's it's because the numbers that those people are hearing that are complaining, they're not getting the real numbers. That's why. Uh, so first off, all beer is declining, not just craft beer. Craft beer is still growing in comparison right. to domestic uh, large macro brews. This isn't coming from me, uh, by the way. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying it. That, like, that, you know, it's, here's the problem with statistics. What's the first thing you learn in a st- statistics class in school? Is, 83% of statistics are made up. Yeah. Well, That's or a, uh, George Washington yeah. quote, I believe. Uh, Abraham Lincoln <laughs> said it on the internet. And the, yeah, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, I mean, you know, you can, a good friend of mine is a statistician and he's, you know, you can take any set of numbers and you can, you can arrange those in a way to kind of answer how, whatever you want to answer. Right. And so, uh, and then also there's, uh, I I went to a very interesting seminar with Sam from um, Dogfish Head when I was at CBC. Sam from Boston Beer, you mean? No. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) At the time he was still just Dogfish Head. This was uh, in April. Um, 
But like they were talking about sours and how like you know IPAs how and tiny sours we are on the show. And so uh, like the whole um, increase and decrease and this and that. And, and he kind of just broke it down. Like when you really get into it, like the BA, they're going to talk about the nation as a ups and downs. Right. But really, it's about pockets of our nation. So on the East Coast, for example, IPAs might be. Um, more not they're not dying they might just have be a lower slope and the sours might be growing right. in the midwest i think if i remember right the midwest around here the sours are growing Out on the west coast they're maybe shrinking they're not shrinking they're just not growing at a as high of a rate you can even so, look at it even yeah. in cincinnati like you can see yeah. pockets of mm-hmm. you know this is growing here this maybe maybe in otr people are not drinking beer anymore maybe they're going in these yeah. cocktails and that's what they want to drink and they yeah. don't care about beer that doesn't mean that you can't go to Northside or Bellevue yep. or and get the, people to you know, want Northside, wherever. Uh-huh. And, and, and that's yeah. what they drink is beer. It's, it, it's, so it's, I think that there's still, I think there's still money to be made in it. I think if you were to open up the place, you run it. I mean, there, there's people there. How many bars just in general, how many bars exist in the Cincinnati metro area? That's a, that's a rhetorical question. Uh, metric shit ton, uh, uh, yeah. I believe, is what the number I have written Okay, down. awesome, awesome. <laughs> and I mean, in theory, every single one of them are making money or else they wouldn't be here, right? In theory. In theory. I mean, I know. I mean, my one bad years. The ones that don't but, fall yeah. close. And so, I mean, there's money to be made in this industry. Um, it's just, uh, you know, if you're, you know, the, the, the millionaire that's just wanting to make another million dollars, you know. Right. If, um, and that's about, where and that's where the feel that's coming back to what we're talking about, well, like and the feel yeah. comes from the purity of purpose too. I think what, why people can are tell you there? when you walk in yeah. the door, people can tell if you're there because you want to make good beer, because you want to have a good time, because this is yep. your passion, because you enjoy it. It has a feel. If I walk into a place and it feels like this is money. basically fucking McDonald's and yep. I'm here to make a buck, yep. that's fine. It's America. Go for it. Do what yep. you want. But my ass ain't coming back, and I and I would I want to have fun, and I'll add, and I'll add to that. I don't, I don't believe that has anything to do with quality of the beer. I agree. No, nope. I think 100%. you can make some of the best nope. beer in the world, but if you're sterile and no, and it's just yep. you don't like being there, then you don't want to be there. Yep. Um, but there's people that want to be there, so I think that I think there's something for everybody, um, and is I, I think it's like to that point. Why why did you why did you open your place? If it was, and now I know in the world of business, we're all supposed to be here to make money, and it's being a good capitalist. Well, you, but you've still got to make money because you have. Well, you to have be to, able you to have to put, stay open, but it doesn't right. mean that you have to to go into it. Everybody as, works. Yeah. Well, I should say everybody. We're yeah. in the United States. Not everybody yeah. works, but everybody works. Mm-hmm. And some people, some people be working on that buzz. But you know, like <laughs> I am it right doesn't, now. You know. Yeah. The, Having some kind of direction, some kind of understanding of why you you work, whether uh-huh. that's for yourself or for somebody else, having yeah. that direction, I think, is uh-huh. that's the, that that's the power. That's that's, yep. that's what we have that yep. you don't always. And, have I, and that country. was just I worked for way more small than big, uh, especially in the mm-hmm. world of the bar business. Um, the Buckheads is probably the biggest place I've worked for, and they are actually technically still privately owned or. Well, and small business, whatever. But you can you, um, you can work for and so I, you can work I for learned, one of these places. Yeah, and I, and but still I learned have that I learned too. from all these places um, that ultimately, at the end of the day, what what pays your bills are the people that walk into your bar, not not the drive from Columbus to come check you out or that you know come out on the weekends. It's your regulars that that make your place, mm-hmm. and um, 
and I, this is sort of the approach we took here. You're you're starting yeah. to capture the whole idea of Cincy Brewcast and drinking with the gnome. It's yeah. not about what's in the glass at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just the thing that brings the people together. Touche. It's just it's the thing not, that ties it. Is it almost like the the emptiness of the glass is what makes us whole? I don't understand what that means, sorry. but cheers. Yeah, I'm Jesus. sorry. The usefulness of the the usefulness of the glass is its emptiness. That's what I was going for. So, just FYI for everybody that's out there listening to this, this has basically been a very typical conversation with this man. I mean, we we do this, and Noam says, "Why haven't you been down here for a week? Because I haven't had two hours to do this yeah. in the past week. Unfortunately, to, it's been a busy couple of weeks. Need to rest your brain and prepare. It's been a busy couple of weeks. I haven't had the two hours to do this, which is actually to my chagrin. But he said anyway, chagrin. I did. Yeah, I did. Not Harry Chin. <laughs> On that note, I guess that's Sonsi Brook asked. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait! I got one more. I got one more question for him. Oh yeah. Can we talk about food? Oh yeah, we can. Let's talk about food. Well, because I've been smelling pizza all night, and it's no, 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 no. That's not the was, food I'm no, talking about. I was going to bring it up if it came I up, wanted, but I'm, I'm going to worry too much about it. Uh, no, we, we, I wanted is to bring this it a, up. Uh, a food truck discussion, yeah. or yes, it is. Yeah, okay. we we bought a food truck. <gasps> I don't know if that's a you know we in our in our in our infinite stupidity wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> it um, you guys you guys have been really great about getting food trucks since you opened. You guys are one of the one of the places that's done really yeah. good about it. But mm-hmm. food trucks are food trucks. Mm-hmm. It's an industry that's going through this weird yep. thing right now. And we also have a gigantic river and mm-hmm. the health code is way different on each side. And so a lot of now I'm not knocking in Ohio. I love you Ohio. But the, the health codes are more so strict here. Do you not get a lot of people no. jumping? Because the when you, so when you come across state lines it's any state, you have to be inspected by the local health department. Right, right, right. Which I'm, I'm all about. That's good. Um, well, because we're stricter, uh, apparently a lot of the trucks don't pass in Kentucky. <laughs> we'll eat anything in Ohio. <laughs> and that's why I started that off saying that don't, don't, don't take that that way. Everything's fine. It can be something as stupid as in Kentucky they require inch and a quarter pipes for your drainage. And in Ohio they require inch. And the guys in Ohio have an inch pipe. And they come over here and they go, it's not an inch right. and a quarter. You can tear out all of your plumbing and then we'll, ins- we'll, we'll pass you. Or you can just not come back to Kentucky. So... They don't come back to Kentucky. There's plenty of business in Ohio. Is there some kind so of like a street taco cannon that could be built so you could be on that side and the just river? shoot it across? Is that legal? Hmm. Yes. I think it all depends on whether or not you get caught or hit an eye. It's all fun and games <laughs> until someone puts an eye out. Then it's just <laughs> hilarious. What yeah. happened? Yeah. Oh, a taco injury. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a t-shirt cannon, but worse. It, it, it. <laughs> you know what, though? If you had an, a black eye and... Somebody said, well, how'd you get that black guy? I got hit in the face with a taco. Yeah. You're the now yeah. the most interesting person in that room. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, it's a win. Yeah. It's a win. Yeah, so it's still not here yet. We ordered it. It's being built, so to speak. Um, I've been working on uh, menu and food costs, etc. Where are but, you guys going to put it? Um, we're going to put a feather in its tailpipe, and it'll float. Oh, I, I, I kid. Um, I think we're. I think that what we've settled on is that we'll put it on our patio. Um, the neighbors, uh, there's that like weird concrete strip yeah. that you may be aware of. Um, so I think we're just going to Austin Powers it over. So like instead of pulling right, no one can see me pointing in front um, of the building. Instead of just pulling it right in, which would then block everything, right. we're right. gonna we'll we'll kind of move it over to the side, 
And when we did a little measuring out there, even if we don't have to go onto the neighbor's property, um, then we can we might lose one picnic table, but we won't really lose much seating out there. And then that gives us uh, one of the one of the problems we're running into is you got to keep them plugged in to keep the refrigerators working. Mm-hmm. Go figure, right? Uh, well, we were going to put it on the street and park it in a local lot that we had worked out. But there's then that would mean that we'd have to literally have to every, every day every, right. we have to move the truck, but also um, pull all the refrigerated anything refrigerated or frozen on the truck. We have to come back off the truck, onto the truck, onto the truck, onto the truck. Um, not just labor, but just sheer just efficiency. Know. Well, and the fact that I mean, do you want to work somewhere like that, or would you rather go work yeah. somewhere where the food just stays in the refrigerator? Right. Right. Um, so, uh, a good friend of mine. I'm not saying any names yet. But a good friend of mine is going to be doing the cooking for us. Um, would this be someone you've worked with in the past? Um, I'm going to plead the fifth. Uh, so, <laughs> right, interesting. Um, well, it's, it's a long story short. They work for somebody right, right now, and right. we don't want to cause any problems. We we heard a couple that. stories about that yeah. recently about uh, people getting their jobs yes. screwed up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's we're not we don't really look at it as poaching, but you could call it poaching. And it's anyways, we want to try to keep things as friendly as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, anyways, that'll be, we're looking at, uh, burgers, wings, and tacos is the main concept. Mm-hmm. Um, either fries or chips as a side, maybe some salad, slaw, uh, seasonal vegetables. So we'll have some vegetarian options. Good. Um, actually quite a bit of vegetarian options. Which um, makes sense given who comes in and who yeah, works here. Yeah, there's yeah. vegetarians here? Yeah. Yeah. There's well, one well, I'm over. sure. Well, yeah, we'll probably do a, uh, like a, a black bean burger as the burger option. And then we'll have a uh, taco with just some, like. Whatever we use for our seasonal veggies, we can make it taco style. Uh, yeah, and so yeah, it's uh, it'll be um, it'll be kind of fun. We're, we're trying to keep the price point on the low end of uh, food truck prices. Um, personally, I'm, I guess I'm showing my age, but everything just costs too much money these days. <laughs> the food's been great, but when you get a ten dollar hot dog off of a truck, like I, mean, I know it's good, but it's a ten dollar hot well, dog. Well, right. and it goes back um, to that the, the, the same bigger thing of as a food truck. You never know. You pull into a, a brewery. You're not going to come here on a Monday because yeah. you don't know what the crowd's going to exactly. be like. And you, you're not going to make your amount of money. You've got to yeah. charge a little bit more to make it make sense. Or well, so. when, and what they do is they just don't. They don't show up. They won't. They won't. They won't book those. So we'll have. Well, we'll have. I think we're going to start uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday uh, quickly. Hopefully, move to Sunday quickly, um, and uh, just kind of go from there. Just actually, we're treating it a lot like with darkness. We're just going to grow it organically, like. We're coming up with some ideas for a menu, but none of that is set in stone. Right. Um, I actually want to do a soft opening where it's like the only way you get free food is if you fill out this, you know, questionnaire and let us know. Like, what do you do? You like it? Is it too cheap? Is it too fancy? Is it this? Is it that? Um, what would you like to see, etc. So, because uh, my background is in food, but more on the front of the house side, not so much in the back. So. I'm kind of using my bar management experience and I guess now brewery management experience to try to translate that to the food. So there's some, uh, we have a lot of good friends helping us, but there'll be some learning curves. Uh, I think the food will taste good regardless. It, uh, just a matter. It's just going to be. If this is who I'm thinking of, I, I would agree. It'll with be that. good. It's either going to be $6 or like you know, we get a hamburger for six bucks, you might get a hamburger for 10 bucks. I don't know exactly where we're going to fall, right. but obviously the $6 hamburger would be either smaller or a cheaper type of meat versus that. And that's mm-hmm. where we just want customer feedback because yeah. at the end of the day, man, I, I like for lunch today, I went home and I like microwaved a pre-cooked 
Let me start that off to say that my kitchen is completely gone. We're, still, we're remodeling our kitchen, so I have a microwave as a kitchen. But uh, like I had like a microwave hamburger for lunch, and it was actually pretty good. Um, so maybe I'm not the best person in the world to be judging the food. But uh, I eat yeah. a Speedway for lunch today, yeah. so yeah, I'm hey, right I, there with you. I can't say I haven't eaten at a gas station for lunch myself. So, so yeah, that's uh, that's coming. That's... We're hoping within the next couple of months uh, we'll be able to get that up and running. So and does then, does the food truck get its own name? Uh, yeah, it's a uh, Darkness Diner, so oh. we can call it Double D's. <laughs> Uh, uh, and the the guy that I know that the art the people can't see, but the Billy Tackett that did this, he does a lot of that splatter stuff. He's going to do the artwork on the truck as well. Sweet. So uh, we'll, we'll have. A, so back to here, the art look, from I'll, earlier. I'll post, I'll post a picture. All right. On the show notes. So go okay. to the show notes. And then that way, um, just like back to the art thing from earlier, we were talking about. We're going to mm-hmm. try to continue that out onto the truck. Uh, and then the truck can also do events. So let's say it's a Wednesday and there's a big festival in Lexington, Columbus, Louisville, somewhere. Uh, we can send our truck there to possibly make us some extra cash to support the truck. And then we bring in, a, instead of guest taps, we can have de- guest trucks. So, um, so yeah, we're... Um, and, the, and then mainly just since we don't own the building, it just didn't make any sense to mm-hmm. put all that money into a right. kitchen in the building we don't own. Uh, where with the truck, if... You know, God forbid, if something goes horribly wrong, we can sell it right. uh, outright because we own everything. So, yeah. So there you go. I've been excited about that for yeah. a while. So well, I, I got my little yellow book at my house, and I'm constantly going through. I've been to Restaurant Depot a whole bunch. I'm pricing <laughs> everything and structuring this and that and the other. And uh, I mean, yeah, I think we're at a point to sit down and actually write a menu out with somebody. Like so, <coughs> so we're we're getting sweet. close. Yeah. Well, that could be fun though too, because now you have to go and like check out other menus to see what other people are doing right oh, yeah. <laughs> I do plenty of that on my own already yeah. I think I eat more than I drink <laughs> well thank you very much if you have not been down to darkness in the recent past hit me up on Twitter or if you haven't been like I can't tell you how many people I talk to that just haven't been here yet and that that, that blows my mind and that come to darkness yep. uh, see what they're doing uh Try the beer. Like, yep. And if you can't find the beer, tell your place to get the beer. At AndrewFolt76. Hit me up on Twitter. I'll come down with you. <laughs> there you <laughs> so, go. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs>